You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I am Jordan Liu. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm Seth, and you guys are not going to believe this. We have a special guest back for the third time in a row. Devotion. I can't believe I'm here again. I'm so excited. It's like Thank you, you never left. It, it, it feels that way. Yeah. Mr. Mayor Jared Lowe joins us once again in the studio. We pulled out the extra guest chair. We're, uh, this is a, a free-for-all episode. This is about all the news that's fit to print. We've been a little distracted lately. Is that fair to say? Yeah, We've oh, been I would say, caught yeah. up in some big events. It's just like the five seasons in Riverdale. You got, you got winter, spring, summer, fall, and Riverdale season two. <laughs> you missed Maple. Tapping season. <laughs> that's, that's all year round. I think that river got sweet. There's nothing better than tapping a maple. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, we've done, we've talked all kinds of, of that. The movie we watched, we got the show we watched. Now this is all Everything the other stuff. Else. So if for some reason you don't like Riverdale, this is your episode. You don't have to listen to us talk about it. So yeah. we promise. Go ahead and download it. But you don't have to listen to it. <laughs> That's it. That's what do you want to talk about? What have we not talked about in weeks? What category? Well, you got, go on. You got. You said you got something to talk about. Movies. Okay. Save Martha. Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun. Under root. Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of movies. There's <laughs> almost too much. What do you, what, what, what sticks First out? First we met, we didn't, we never talked about the Black Panther trailer. Okay. Which was long time ago, yeah. so we don't, we shouldn't devote a ton of time to it, but. Tell me something. What do you know about Wakanda? It's a third world country. Textiles, shepherds, cool outfits, all front. Explorers have searched for it. Called it El Dorado. They've looked for it in South America. But it was in Africa the whole time. I'm the only one who's seen it. And made it out alive. It looked good. Yeah. It looked, okay, moving on. <laughs> it looked badass. Like that. Yeah. It's everything a Batman movie should be. Looking forward to it. That's Actually, the next, I'm a little sad next, I just said that. <laughs> next Marvel movie in February. and It'll look good. It, it great, better great make cast. a ton of money because yeah. it looks a, like it's great. 
Yeah, I'm a big Michael B. Jordan fan. He he looked like I don't know. He seemed like he could be a good villain in that. Yeah, one, so, this yeah. is Ryan Coogler directing. He did Creed with yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Too. I feel like this movie's going to be really excellent, and nobody's going to go see it. I don't know the excitement. I'm hearing more excitement over this trailer than a lot of the other really? trailers. Like, even from some of my like Facebook friends who aren't huge comic fans. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, look at that Black Panther. That's cool. I think, I, I think it'll, people will see it. I think this might this movie might bridge the gap between the Netflix tone of movie or uh, TV shows versus the Marvel movies. Like, cause this, this seems like a very serious movie. I don't really see any jokey, like, lighthearted stuff. This seems very straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Who, it, who, who would be the comedic relief in this movie? I yeah, can't there's really, no Hulk I, I can't. And so. it is, now this looks very comic booky. This is very, you know, Wakandan. This is a Black Panther comic, you know. I, I'm excited to see it brought to the screen and some, it's definitely gonna be something different though also. We're not, you know, we're getting to see some more diversity in this. I'm excited about it. And I, you know, like I said, I like the director. And more jumping on backs of cars. <coughs> so what else? Uh, the other thing, we had the big... Uh, did we talk about Disney almost buying Fox? We did last yeah, episode, right? Yeah, we did last week. Well, well, four weeks ago. Rob Liefeld had something to say about that. Did we see that article? Yeah, so Rob... I did, but I didn't read it because I knew you'd tell me about it. <laughs> Michael, did you read this? All I saw that Ryle, Ryle, who? Fletcher. Just say it so we know who you're talking about. Fletcher. What? Uh, <laughs> it's imprinted in his brain now. I wasn't, I I wasn't greedy enough to hope that would happen a second time. <laughs> and yet it did. <laughs> Blessings oh. to all of us. Ryan Reynolds. Was not excited about them buying Fox because of Deadpool. That's what I, yeah. that's the only thing that I saw. Yeah, Liefeld posted to Instagram, like basically an open letter to Disney, or I mean to Fox, saying, please pass on this. And quote, it's your buddy Rob. Wait on any further talks until Deadpool 2 comes out, and you've done a billion. And X-Force, this is your Star Wars franchise. You've only scratched the surface. Everyone on the film side has kicked it into overdrive. Watch that portfolio grow. So Liefeld is convinced he is George Lucas and has created Fox's new Star Wars. And it's all Deadpool related. So, yeah, I I don't know what kind of weight he's actually pulling. Has he been the most excited person about X-Force since 1991? Like, has there been any other person as excited about X-Force since 1991? Not in that realm. I would like to know how big his royalty checks are for as much as he's hyping all these characters that he created that someone else owns. He's been way much more in the news and people ask his opinion on a lot of things. They quote him in articles. Like, he's been at the forefront, so it's definitely shine new. And he's been at, like, a lot of these um, openings for these movies. Like, he was at the Thor one. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah, so, in the, in the meantime, Disney and 21st Century Fox have basically, the talks have stopped, apparently. And the big Thanks, Rob. Yeah, the big story has went away. What okay. I think was interesting about that was they were just wanting to sell part of their stuff. Right, yeah, there was... Several properties that Disney can't. Disney owns ABC. They can't have another news network, you know. So you can't. There's a lot of 
stipulation. Yeah. Because they, they, they own ESPN, ESPN and they, they didn't want Fox, Fox Sports. Sports. Yeah. And we also have a, a good housekeeping's holiday issue coming up. Of course. Is guest edited by Deadpool. That seems like a marrying... That's serious? That is serious. They released the cover to Good Housekeeping. It's Deadpool in an apron, like, making turkey. And, like, he wrote an editorial, and there's different things about how to carve turkeys using katanas and stuff. So this is a legitimate magazine is going to come out. Was this where the teaser poster came from? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I seriously thought that was just a joke. Yeah, everyone did, but it's it's actually... He's going to be in as some kind of synergistic movie tie-in. <laughs> That's actually a good brilliant. I, their marketing, Deadpool's marketing team are kind of genius. Yeah. Going to these avenues that are just like, all right, go for it, man. Oh, people will buy the heck out yeah, of yeah. magazine. I'm curious, though, how off-color it will get because it's almost not Deadpool unless he does. They did a couple. I read they, they released like his editorial, like, welcome to my issue, and there were a couple... They put like they bleep the curse oh, words basically, okay. but it wasn't really raunchy. There were some double entendres and stuff, but it wasn't bad. It was sanitized enough for right. the the readers of that particular magazine. <laughs> That's funny. What world do we live in? Yeah, what? Well, okay, we had some. Speaking of uh, Ryan Coogler, we had some uh, Creed Two news since he's he's busy with the Black Panther stuff and everything. He's unable to direct the sequel so Stallone is writing and directing the sequel to Creed which I don't know if that's a good idea or not but they're also trying to cast we had talked before that probably they're going to be working in some Dolph Lundgren here and it's going to be them training each training their fighters and so they're trying to cast it's just gonna be like a two-hour mon- montage yes too. oh yeah there's gonna be a lot of meat and snow i'm hoping that donnie gets trained by the 80s robot <laughs> that Polly had <laughs> Dolph lundgren's like 60 you know of course still losing older than that and it's like he still looks like Dolph lundgren i mean it's <laughs> But I saw this one guy, MMA fighter, was vying for the role of his son. His name's Sage Northcutt, and he looks like freaking Drago. You should look him up. I was, I was like, okay, cast him, go ahead. I still want Dolph to fight. That that would be better. Yes, that that would be be awesome. Uh, I, I, we've. It's been weeks since this news came out, and you never haven't got to talk about it. Shazam. Tell us about it. it was We're cast. still waiting on a new name for Shazam. Yeah, yeah, he's always promised. He's got a new name for Shazam because Shazam is not a great name. He's thinking. But what about the casting? Who you have think? to remind me. Zachary I'm, Levi. Which is... Um, Chuck. Chuck. I knew that wouldn't help. Yeah, it does. Okay. He's Billy Batson? Or he's... No, he's Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how this works. <laughs> yeah. No, no. They have yeah. cast a... They've a, cast a child actor as, as Billy Batson, and they've cast him as, as Shazam. Shazam. Yes. Well, he's... I think it's good casting. I think he's a great actor, but he's got to really beef up for it. Which he has an, announced and shown proof that he has started already with his workouts. Yeah. Do you think he can do, like, the aw shucks... I right. think so. Big red cheese kind of... I, I, I think he will nail it perfectly. 
Yeah, I thought, I thought yeah. you'd be excited. And I would love for this movie to be better than any of the Superman stuff, the Man of Steel and all that stuff, just as a kind of revenge from, well, you know, 80 years ago. Well, this should be a lighthearted movie. If they take it dark, they have screwed the pooch. It should be PG rated. It's yeah, a kid, totally. Be a oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, you guys remember the Dark Universe? <laughs> sort of. You mean the Dead Universe? <laughs> yeah. Well, Dark Universe, but they had a big poster with uh, Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp and Russell Crowe and all these people that are going to Universal creating their own shared you know, universe. Yeah, shared universe with all the Universal monsters. And we had the Mummy came out, and that's it. It's over. <laughs> I think they're Tom finding Cruise out with all these shared universes, Marvel is the only one that can pull this off. As I said last week, several podcasts ago, <laughs> it's an achievement. We don't give enough credit to how difficult it is, and Universal showed us just how difficult it is to pull this off. Amazing. With very well-known characters that more people probably know the mummy than know who Thor is, so. Right. And know who Tom Cruise is. I don't know, actually, if like you, pop culture standards, like, pop, people probably know more who the Thor is than the Mummy. Well, you know, not Hashtag ten, ten years ago, yeah. And there's a movie coming out this Christmas. I swear I watched the trailer a month ago. All the Money in the World. What, about John Paul Getty? J. Paul Getty. Uh, uh, kid was kidnapped in the early 70s. True story. And they uh, had to convince... You know, his rich grandfather to pay the ransom and he didn't want to let go of his money and, um, Scott Marky Mark is working, you know, playing the, the guy representing J. Paul Getty, like his interest like in it. CIA guy. Yeah. Fletcher, I think his name. And, and, uh, Michelle Williams, I think, is playing the mom of, is, Mark, is Marky Mark using his high or low voice? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I think it was his high voice in the trailer. But the controversy was Kevin Spacey was playing J. Paul Getty and with a lot of like makeup and yeah, facial stuff. And but He's been replaced. This is unprecedented. He has been there... The date that's supposed to come out is December 22nd. <laughs> you know, the trailer has been out for a month, and they are going to take him out of the movie. Yeah, they said it's, like, complete. I mean, the movie is done. Yes. And it's, they're basically replacing it's him. Yes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And they're going to replace him with Christopher Plummer <clears throat> and reshoot his stuff, basically. Oh, and, you know. that explains that meme I saw. There's been a lot of Christopher okay. Plummer. I was like, right? why is Christopher Plummer so, like, Trending. the it guy right now? <laughs> Are they going to, like, CGI? Like, just. No. They're going to completely okay. reshoot. I'm it. guessing he's not in a million scenes. You know, it, um, it, it can't be that he's. Yeah. You know, it's Marky Mark's movie. You know, but it's just. You've never seen this before. And, it, and now, the way with all these. Um, Sexual scandals going on. They're having, they're stopping people from, um, they're just pulling people's content and they're just not even going to try to sell a movie with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I think they said today they pulled the Louis C.K. movie that was they premiering pulled, this they weekend. They pulled his, yeah, his movie, I Love You Daddy's Not Coming Out and, um, 
they pulled, they're not going to do his next Netflix special. And they, they're still leaving those other ones on there for now, but I bet it's not long before they get some guff about that. Um, these guys' careers are probably over. So, there's a, no more letting stuff slip through and we'll just, you know, not talk about them. They're like actually ending their careers about this stuff, so. Are we cynical about that? Do we think they can go to quote unquote rehab and apologize uh, yeah. and go on some talk shows and be really sorry and then like Mel Gibson in a few years they'll start poking say, up? Are the, I mean, I, do, is this different than past scandals? Yeah, I, it feels it, like it, I think it is because of what we just talked about it. There are consequences happening now yeah. that never happened in the past. That, that's yeah, exactly this is right. this has gone on for a hundred years in the film industry, and we know that. And people have spoken up about it, have been ignored or marginalized or whatever it is. But like, yeah, and it's like you know, there it's the same thing. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to take time. Oh, like whatever. And that's always kind of been the thing. But now it's like you know, there are sponsors and film companies that are like, nope, we're not, we're not even doing it right now. And yeah. so nobody that, wants the bad press. Yeah, that's not going to have it. the biggest impact right yeah. there. And and plus these guys, I am cynical about because I, I read a lot about it and it just seems like they are never going to get it that they're doing anything wrong. Even Louis C. It's you know it really sucks because I'm such a big Louis fan and I've seen it coming for you've heard this for the last couple of years that he's been like this. Um, but it's. But I'm not fine. If I don't get any more Louis C.K., that's fine because he did something to make this happen. And but he put it on a pol- apology air quotes. He did not say I'm sorry. Yeah. You know he made it kind of a joke about it, saying you know he he just didn't take it seriously. And I, I what a what a mistake. You know you're going to get criticized whatever kind of statement you make. But he handled it poorly. And again, these rumors have been out there for so long. If he had addressed this years ago, right, even privately, and went to the ladies he had offended, and like, like, but yeah, after you get busted, and the article comes out, it's too late. And then you're like, oh, I've taken some stock of my life. No, you don't get to do that. Yeah. So uh, it's tough. But again, he's not. He didn't build. He's not Bill Cosby. He didn't build his career on a virtuous. You know, it, he talks about how disgusting he is right. and his his mental problems and stuff so that doesn't excuse him at all but it it shouldn't have been as big a surprise or as big of a shock or letdown right. or whatever. it really wasn't so many of these are coming out constantly and will continue to come out because so yeah will there be any movies next year because you know right. every like, every day it's oh, this person did this in 1984 and like they're probably all true like we have to give them the benefit that yeah. these are 99 percent of these are probably true stories yeah and everyone in hollywood you get a little money you get a little power Everyone probably has a story against them, uh-huh. and it's scary and sad. And but it, this needs to happen. Burn it all down. Start it all. Did you read Ellen Page's post yeah. today? My God, that was heartbreaking. Talking about Brett Ratner on yeah, the set yeah. of X Men Three, like just as an eighteen-year-old kid, the things she went through, and like especially dealing with her own coming out issues, not knowing quite who she was as a person yet, and just how how small it made her feel. And if if you can get through that and not feel sympathy or feel still kind of defend these guys. Like she, she, she worded it so beautifully of what, mm-hmm. what this does to a person, even if it's not a crime, what he did, can't, he can't get arrested for, but he, he like wrecked this girl's 
mental state for months and months on end. It was a hostile environment, and it was just awful and heartbreaking. And it's just, yeah, these guys should all be run out of town on a rail. Richard Dreyfuss' son, there was an article, or he wrote one of his sons, um, uh, that were Kevin Spacey. Uh, they were actually doing a reading uh, for a play or whatever, and it was Kevin Spacey and Richard Dreyfuss and his 18-year-old son in, in the same room, and things were going on right in front of his dad, who was didn't even realize it was happening. It was just like all these crazy stories that once one person is named, however, once one person is named, everyone else says, "Well, I had a similar experience with that person." I totally agree. Burn it to the ground. Everybody that just everyone that's done something get found out. Then all, hopefully, all we have left is people that. Learn from seeing all of this and seeing all the repercussions of what's happening to people. And I think that's part of the problem, but also, like, the nice thing that's coming out is that these events that have been happening to these individuals, they feel like they're the only one. And it scars them for life that they don't want to share. And because of all this has come out, they've been able to open up and say, yes, me too, this has happened to me. And even though that it is such a sad and tragic event that has happened, being able to talk about it allows them to heal and move forward and hopefully get past where this is just a story rather than a lasting scar in their life. I got serious. Let's get to back to fun about, pop culture. Talking about Creed. And... So strap on, we're going to be talking about a lot of Riverdale because there's no movies next year. <laughs> That's all there is. Oh. There better be nobody from Westworld that did anything wrong. Is there anything else going on in movies? No. I got plenty of stuff, but we can move to something else. Pick a new one. TV. Oh, the Lord. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run. Very run. That's what I do. I drink. And I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy. Kind of funny looking. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> Doctor Who. Ooh, yeah. Has anyone been watching Doctor Who? No. Ooh, damn it. <laughs> we got our first look at the 13th Doctor. But I'm excited to start watching Doctor Who. Has, has, has any of that came Doctor out Who. yet with the new Doctor? Just all we've seen is her, and now we have an image of her in her outfit. Okay. She's still wearing the hoodie? No, this is a new picture just no. came out. Okay. You haven't seen it? No, She's I have wearing suspenders. Rainbow. Region. Yeah, rainbow shirt. Uh, kind of a throwback. It's getting mixed reviews. Some people saying it's too much of a throwback. It looks dumb. Um, past actors didn't like their multicolored Doctor Who out- outfits. Other people are saying they love it. It's a throwback. Stay classic, but bringing it more modern. Um, especially being a woman. I don't know. When does this start? She uh, premieres on the Christmas special this year. Okay. And that is the most I know about Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you have exhausted your entire knowledge of Doctor Who. I think that's it, but I'm, I'm, we'll be interested to hear Cliff's take on it. Yeah, the Christmas special is usually the best episode of the year. Um, traditionally. So with the new incarnation. So has the 12th Doctor, Doctor gone, or do we still have to like get rid of him? Do I we think, know why he's gone? 
Uh, is his his story I'm over? I'm not up to date on it. So oh, Clef, you have you to ask Michael. Michael, I'm lost too. I'm so far behind <laughs> on Doctor Who, but I'm curious because this should be the last version of the Doctor. Like, I don't know how they're going to explain him morphing into a female Doctor because him. Why morphing would that? Why does everybody not be able to figure that out? They can morph no, into anything. But no, no when, the, when Matt, the Matt Smith morphed into. It started over again, so they basically did not, he no longer has a limit. It used to be the 12th Doctor yeah, was going to be it, that one. was said and done. So the fact that he morphed into, what's his face? Peter Capaldi. Morphing as many times as he wants to. So all the time travel and the morphing you're fine with, it's just the morphing <laughs> into the female that's, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not that, it's that. Michael! The fact that he morphed the 12th time to the 13th time... Are you going to be our scandal? Was, no, no, no! Don't make this issue that. That is not what I'm saying. I was there the day he did it. <laughs> I No, I know what you're talking about. They've, it's right. like there's a there was a pre... Uh, whatever. It pre- was precedent that yeah. he morphed from the 12th to the 13th Doctor. Keep saying but morphed. I don't... Do it in a voice. Hashtag. But I don't know which voice. The, wait, what's but, the nerd voice? Come on. Where? You have a problem with some detail. Um, <laughs> but I don't remember that. Doctor Who lore clearly states only 12 doctors may be incarnated. <laughs> I just don't remember them saying that he could morph into other doctors past the 13th. Like, that was, like, special. Yeah, they said it once. So. Okay. Apparently. And that's law now. <laughs> morph away. Okay. Regenerate is the correct term. <laughs> I like morph. It's forever now being morphed. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah, I mean, this is has this renewed your excitement? You haven't even finished. It, it has season. because I wasn't. I tried Peter Capaldi. Immediately he did not like like. <laughs> yeah, he sucked. <laughs> no, I, I just couldn't go on with it, and so I will definitely give it another chance with. The new female. Because Cliff's a feminist. That's right. I certainly will too, sir. If I, I, trust me, I actually thought, this may make me watch Doctor Who, and I was just like, I can't do it. <laughs> There's too much other stuff on. Had a lot of mid-season finales. The Already? Du- the, the Deuce first season's done. Oh. Too short. Wasn't the greatest too show I ever saw, us. but HBO, high quality show, it was good. Where would you rank it with vinyl? I like vinyl, maybe slightly better, but it kind of. I, I think I just it hold it a little precious because there was it, only was there was one season. I was gonna say it got canceled yeah. after how yeah. many seasons? I wanted more of that. Yeah, but I do like the news. Okay. Um, Vice Principals, I think has one episode left in the series. Like it, this was only its second season, but this is the Danny McBride and Walton Goggins is really good. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've enjoyed that. Um uh I'm enjoying Curb. Good place had its mid season finale, are you caught up on that? I believe so. That show I am so surprised by this show every freaking episode. Like from the start of season two, I just I thought it was a one season, one and done. Well I heard it got really good when Tia Sakar came aboard. She is barely she on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, she was on the last episode. I'm pretty sure she was the star of the show. I actually started season one of that on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, based off 
some have we managed to not spoil it uh, for you? No, I, yeah, you have, I don't know no, what the you twist have, is. You, okay. you, you keep implying, like, oh, something changes at the end of season one. So I'm like, I'm trying not to know what it is, yeah. but, but I'm like halfway through season one, so I'm watching that same yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, I saw, Ted Dance is great, and she's he, good. It, I think this just, is one of his best roles ever. Yeah. Um, alright, any more TV? Gifted? Gifted, I, this is slowly turning into a whatever show for me. I, it's fine. Yeah, it, we it, podcasted last Monday night, yeah. and so I missed it, and I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, I watched, yeah. I watched this most recent one. I'm totally caught up, but I, it's almost like, I don't totally fast forward through it like I do Walking Dead, <laughs> but, but I, I skip a little bit here and there. It's fine. The effects are good. Yeah, I it's mean, just it's, a, it's just too, it's just a, but it's just another cookie cutter X Men show. X Men show. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, the acting's fine. Start the out effects good. are fine. It's a pretty fast drop from. Yeah, it we were did really it though. Excited they by. pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, you guys are really like pumped when that it came started. Out good, game. and yeah. but and I was like, as long as it doesn't become the same thing every episode, and it is. It did it. What have you been watching, Jared? Yeah, what do you get out there? Not, what not channels do you allow your city to have? Well. Much like the illustrious one here, it's all streaming to me. So oh, he's a cord cutter. TV, I like it. His fiscal responsibility as a mayor extends to. <laughs> mm, that's true. His that's TV true. package. Uh, I've just been, I've been, because I've never really watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, so I've, I'm like almost done with season eight, like just binging all the old seasons of that. But yeah, that's, that's what I'm into right now. Good. I'm starting to think that Supergirl should be retitled The Alex Show. Because Alex has kind of taken over the show with her plot. I always forget we have to talk about these shows. Yeah, we missed two weeks of CW shows. We can just power through these. Yeah, so Alex and Maggie are... They're out. They're they're done. done. They're done, though. Because Alex wants to be a mom... And she's um, not having it. So they that, when it started, that felt a little bit too dramatic. And then she sold me on it. Like yeah. her her weepy speeches. I was like, yeah, Alex, you you follow your dreams. She's a really good actress, yeah. and she is sadly like. Did anyone watch? It was a sm- small spinoff off of the '70s show. It was called the '80s show. Did anyone ever see that? I think I saw the pilot. Well, the actress that plays Alex was like a punk rocker with this like twelve-inch mohawk. Mohawk. Mohawkin. Yeah, Mohawkin, and she was on that show. I just I saw that reference the other day, but (laughs) (laughs) I just was curious. But anyway. Um, yeah, she is stealing the show, and, like, this episode was a complete subplot show, like, episode, there was, mm-hmm. it was kind of a dumb episode, it was just, like, a placeholder. I am loving the elongated man on The Flash. Oh, absolutely. He has energized that show for me. It's gotten too dark. It's yes. The Flash, it should be lighthearted. In the last episode, which is Barry's bachelor party. And Ralph comes in and just crashes the entire thing. They end up at a strip club. Barry's drunk yeah, the entire episode. So lighthearted, and you know. All the women have clubs. to do the serious stuff and and save the day for that episode. Um, the, actually, the most thing that I am liking about that show is the evolution of Killer Frost because I feel like last season she was a very one dimensional character, and they are like kind of fleshing that character out more. 
And we introduced Katie Sackoff as the new villain. Who was Darbuck on Battle, or, yeah, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. I wonder who came up am, with the British that, accent. Yeah, her accent was terrible. <laughs> oh, I thought she did a mighty fine job. No, no, it was bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, the name's Am, Amunet. I looked her up. She has maybe like two or three appearances started in the early 2000s. The character in, in comics was called Blacksmith. And it looked like her powers in the comics were the same thing. Mm-hmm. She could kind of control metal and yeah. not quite magnetism, but you know, kind of make metal do what she wants it to do. I was just curious about the tear guy that he gets released and he's just like, you guys are freaks. I'm like, this guy has been beaten up to a pulp and the people that save him are the freaks. Like, that was weird. And they, the weeper. We've got to save the weeper. It's like, it's a dude in a truck. Like, he's not, he doesn't have a code name. Stop calling him the weeper. I think that is an old Flash villain. Like, the original Jay Garrick Flash. I think that was an actual... The weeper? Really? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure No, it was a different Red Brown, the <laughs> Sliders reference, Michael. Yeah. He's a I love man. it. That would have no. been a better name, better code name. <laughs> Does anyone, has anyone figured out who the man in the flying chair is? Um, he, you're, I think you're correct. He looks like, they call him the thinker, but he looks like Metron. Okay. Anything on going on Arrow? Arrow! They keep bringing up Oliver Queen in other shows, so I'm mm. assuming something big is going down. Well, he, he's got a lot going on. Right now, he has hung up the mantle of the arrow and has passed it over to the Digmeister. <laughs> Exciting. So on Legends. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Legends, we discovered that Damien Dark is back as our main villain. What? Return of the Mac. That's right, Return of the, which was a great, <laughs> that was, was the best, fabulous, best scene of the season. Yes. So, so he's been resurrected, and he has all his magic powers back. And the whole time, he's just incinerating the Time Bureau agents, all to the tune of Return of the Mac. Just kind of dancing along as he does it. It was wonderful. Like wagging his finger to the beat. Yeah, that's pretty well made. Is anyone getting anything out of Walking Dead this year? Mm. That should be canceled. I'm done, man. I say it all the time, though, but I can't. It's hard. I can't do it. Yeah, I thought that second episode was just a bad episode, and then yeah. the third one was kind of the same, same thing, thing yeah. but more. Continuation, well, I said, yeah. I, you know, I feel like there's this narrative around that show that it's like the producers are always conscious of people complaining that there's not enough action, which I don't know who's whatever. And so they're so conscious of that, they overcorrect so hard and I, I read something that said, like, that show is the best is when, when it is very slow and atmospheric. Right. And there are sudden bursts of violence. Like, that's what the show is. And the producer, like, completely overcorrect to, we're literally going to have 45 minutes of pew, 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 just people shooting at each other. Like, literally nothing happens I, I feel except like... people 11 feet apart shooting at each other for 40 minutes. And that's I, action, so it's going to work. I feel like it's been that way since season two, though. Like, as soon as it got popular... And all these people that 
you know, watched it because zombies and there should be more zombies and more action. And, and anytime there was any type of character development, they were like, Oh, that was a horrible episode. And, and so they, like you said, they've succumbed to yeah, like the fan pressure or whatever. Cause like it's every, every half season they come up like, you don't even know this next half season. It's going to be just, you know, the all action. action all it's like, just make, try to make a good but that's, show. Like, they're, they're, they're not great at it, but they're pretty good at the drama part. They are, they've proven they're not very good at the action part. Right. The, this, these last couple episodes, I don't, I'm not dumb, but I don't know what's happening. I don't know what their objectives are. I don't know what, like Rick and Daryl are running around looking for a gun that they never explained. It was a half hour into episode two before they explained what they were doing. And like, okay, I don't know where they are in relation to each other. I don't know. I don't know if they're all in the same compound, a different compound. The two people shooting yeah. each other. I don't know who's shooting. And you like, can't tell. I, somebody need, dies. Like, oh, is that a good guy or a bad they guy? They need like uniforms. I yeah. can't tell who's shooting. Yeah, who. I need stormtroopers because I don't know who's who is who. <laughs> and the action is not directed well enough where you can even tell what's happening. Mm-hmm. So it is literally just people I don't know shooting other people I don't know. You guys, let me know when they do the time jump, and then I'll tune back in and see what what's different. Well, all I gotta say about that is I'm not dumb either, but oh jeez, is anyone watching Orville? <laughs> Great segue. Uh, speaking of time jumps, Michael just jumped. <laughs> I watched the pilot, but I haven't watched any more. It's no. actually if anyone, if you're know, a tracky, I know no, there's no trackies here except for me. Tracky, tracky. Okay, but. It is an excellent Star Trek show. It should be. Are you watching Discovery at all? Yeah, have you watched the new I've, Star Trek show? <laughs> I've gotten through part of the first episode. It doesn't look like any Star Trek thing that I have ever seen. There you go. But the Orville, it. I feel like the Orville would take place between the original series. Good. I'm going to need a timeline. And like. Right, I would say in the middle of the original series in the next generation. Like, they're, it's really good. Like, they have, like, started out as a con, like, you thought it was a comedic show. That's how they sold it. Yeah, because, but it is simply actually. Simply because it had, um, the guy from Family Guy. Yeah, yeah so it is a part. good sci-fi show. And the more people are tuning into it after they get past that first show. It's a straight up sci-fi show. A lot of people are loving it. And I, I, it still has that humor to it because, like, the, um, Captain and his first mate are is a divorced couple, and so they have those issues that they're still working through. And it, it's I can't good. wait till J.J. Abrams comes in to reboot it. It's going to be great. Well, there's nearly not enough flares in it. Let me tell you. We have to talk Star Wars. I, gotta I mean, talk we Star just Wars. cannot oh, skip well, there, it. There's no Star Wars. There was. A lot of Star Wars news recently. Kathleen Kennedy mentioned they had about 10 years planned. We didn't know with what. We're pretty much fine. We do out. now. Uh, it was announced that Ryan Johnson, who directed episode 8, about to come out in a few weeks. Um, this is probably why he's not directing episode 9. Um, because we find out he pitched them an entirely different trilogy and some far corner of the universe that is not supposed to involve the Skywalker saga and 
as much as I say that's what I like about Star Wars is the Skywalker saga, I really like Ryan Johnson, what he does, and so I'm interested in this. This so, is the kind of Star Wars news I want. <laughs> Are we immediately assuming that The Last Jedi must be pretty good for them to just go... They're happy with it. They're happy yeah. with what he did. He towed the line, did, did what they asked of him. And, <laughs> yeah. He didn't Watiti all over it. Right. <laughs> And, I mean, but what that begs the question, what's going to happen to people like Ray and Finn and all them, you know, what, where will they, these characters shake out? Cause people, you know, got attached to them. I want to see more of them. Like, yeah, I mean, we're going to get a couple more movies here and then maybe I'll be sick of them, but you know, I, I'm Finn curious. the prequel trilogy where we watch him go through boot camp. And yeah. yeah. See, I'm those are the movies I don't want. I don't want Han Solo. Cliff just like, yay! And you're yeah. like, no! <laughs> no! Yeah! No, I don't want all that, that kind of stuff. I like the idea of creating some new corner of Star Wars. Yes, let's see that, you know. So you want to see, cause I know you've mentioned this before that, you know, the Skywalker saga is kind of what you're into yes. and that's why you're a little indifferent maybe on Rogue One and some of the other yeah. things that are, you know, I cut my teeth on that. that. So yeah, so like, are are you, you know, this kind of thing, you know, if they can create a new saga to you, like, you think that if they can figure something out, I I mean, obviously it's still going to be set in Star Wars, so it's probably it could be totally way in the past, and it's still going to be. Yeah, it could be stuff. It could, oh, like, yeah, I hope back familiar. No, it could be way in the future if they burned off all the Ewoks. <laughs> so six-year-old Finn finds himself no, on Endor. No, way in the past. <laughs> way, way. Yeah, I mean, in there's established lore of you know Knights of the Old Republic yeah, and, and sure. the, the future generations of you know Luke and Han's kids and all that stuff, like. In the novels, and the comics, and the video games, they've established all this stuff. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be Ground Zero, Scratch, write right. a whole new yeah. thing with brand new I characters. I just don't want it to be, when I'm watching those movies, okay, when did this happen in relation to that? And did they show up? Are they in the other room? Was, you know, no, no nothing that overlaps. I want a different thing going on. Well, well, a really long time ago in a galaxy. Yeah, right. so that's you know, why. It's like an old yeah, exactly. really, that really way, long time That's ago. how we keep track of it. No, I mean, uh, everybody kind of threw a fit when Disney bought Lucasfilm and said, okay, all the EU stuff, forget it. But they've slowly integrated piece by piece certain little aspects that existed back into canon. Um, they've just kind of Picked and choose what was good, or they thought was good, and and shoved not shoved it, but just kind of placed it right back into gently placed. Yes, with a little. Lotion. And then we also got the announcement of what that they're this whole Disney Channel. The Cliff's probably not going to have to pay twenty dollars a month. For right, it. not twenty dollars. Cheaper we're, than Netflix. Know, I'm glad it's cheaper because we're all going to have to freaking get it. <laughs> uh, I I I've. Pr- prided myself on this whole time I made fun of Cliff, what he's going to pay for this, or what he would pay. I didn't really be super expensive, but that he would pay a pretty penny for all Disney stuff. But we're going to have to get it if they're going to have a live action Star Wars series on it. Yeah, we are. Jordan, getting... Jordan's like whatever. It's just Star Wars, <laughs> but but that's a that's great. And and you got. Don't you think after all the hinting he's been doing that Dave Filoni's running that? Oh yeah, it's it's a Filoni. It's going to be a Filoni masterpiece. <laughs> it's a Filoni joint. 
So I don't know what that's going to be, but I'm interested in a Star Wars series that is not animated. Yeah. You know, or or one that is. You know, I don't mi- I don't mind this, but I, I I never was able to get into those. I'm uh, I'm interested. I feel like they've been talking about a live action Star Wars show for. They've been talking so about it for twenty. Some this years. is what yeah. they've been hold, holding Christmas it for. Special. Yeah, they were just waiting on Dave to come along and say he'd do it. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I say it's just Star Wars. Harking back to seven episodes ago, yeah. like I don't mean it's unimportant or it's dumb. I mean. They've already done things like that. They've done the Christmas special. They've done sillier cartoon right. versions. They've done yeah. comic books that are more jokey. They've let Family Guy mm-hmm. use sound effects, like officially licensed Lucas sound effects to, to make fun. They've done Robot or, Chicken specials. Robot Chicken. Yeah, They're not so precious with That's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just Star Wars. Like, it, it, they've, they've done things like that before where you could have a, you could do a Star Wars comedy movie. It wouldn't be completely out of bounds, so. That was my thinking when I said it's just Star Wars. All right, and I apologize, to everyone. Back. I've hurt. Are you going to be the time. guy that takes us down? In this trying time, I, I have to apologize to all the people I've hurt. <laughs> we don't accept. Okay, comics. Wait a minute! I have breaking news oh before we get into comics, and actually, this will excite Jordan because he's. You know, how, what are we wagering on that? Well, I'm betting nothing. He has a fear. He'll go. He has a fear of (laughs) robots taking over the world. I do. And the future. And recently, Saudi Arabia. I'm ready for it. Had, like, they graded citizenship to the very first role. The the first female. I already know what you're going to say. Okay, well, unfortunately, she has been beheaded. Michael, that was from Duffel Blog, a parody military news. Damn it! <laughs> <sighs> That's why they don't want you on your phone out there and Schwan on the road. Just looking at You have like fallen off the Facebook wagon. I should, I'm trying to get caught back up, man. I don't have time to see if it's true or not. They decapitated the robot and there was an owl there. From the third Damn dimension. Yeah. You never cared before if it was real. <laughs> I'm pro de- robot decapitation. I'm just saying that one happens to be fake. Yeah. Yeah. Comics. Comics. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I was hurried back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> Big story this week, everyone. We're ending with it. Woo! <laughs> Brian, the best for last. Brian, Michael, Benjamin, Thomas, Bendis. Is that his full name? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna make, if I ever beat him, he has to sign the full name. Mr. Brian Michael Bendis is going to DC exclusive. He's been with Marvel for 15 years easy. Uh, at least early 2000s, Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man Ultimate started. Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. I remember, I love that. I, he's been one of my favorite writers forever. So mm-hmm. I, 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 the only reason I'm not upset about this is because, because you know, I'm diehard Marvel. I don't care a lot about DC. I like some, I, I've read some of it. I have a bunch of Batman trades and everything. I, I like it, but it's not my preference. But hey, 
it's got a good chance now. And what's he doing in Marvel? What has he written in Marvel lately that was big? Funny you should ask. Okay. I've got a whole thing here. Uh, earlier today I listened to Mr. Jesse Starcher's podcast. Uh, he did from the Radlich and Broadcast Network. He had some of his buddies they pulled together and did a almost two hour podcast about Bendis. Uh, and the, how they discovered him and what their favorite books were, what they hoped uh, he would be doing at DC. So I recommend you check out uh, the Source Material podcast if you want to get really super in-depth with Bendis' career and things. Uh, right, right at the moment, as we speak, Bendis' name is on Jessica Jones, Guardians of the Galaxy, Defenders, Spider-Man, Invincible Iron Man, and Infamous Iron Man, as well as the Spider-Man 2 miniseries. So those are the books that are on the shelves That's right now with his name on them. And then this week we get a message from DC. We are beyond thrilled to welcome Brian Michael Bendis exclusively to the DC family with a multi-year, multi-faceted deal. One of the premier writers in the industry, having created so many unforgettable stories wherever he's been, and we can't wait to see what he has planned for the DC universe. Mic drop. And this was, this was, I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's not ridiculous. It's not, he didn't have a contract, but this, it's only, you know, it's like, you know, Michael Jordan getting traded to the Lakers or something. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. You don't, you, you, when you think Bendis, you think Marvel and almost vice versa. This is probably as big as Kirby going to DC in the seventies. Yeah. Michael's oh. awake. Just checking to make sure Michael's awake. I'm shaking my head. Okay. Yeah. I was just thinking, I wanted to know what everyone's introduction to Bendis was, whether it was Marvel or any other. Hashtag Wither. <laughs> You guys. <laughs> to me, it was pow- it was powers, and actually, I think I remember I have an ash can from a con that was. Didn't he do torso? Yeah, torso, Jenks, goldfish. Those are his early things. I didn't know, know about him until Ultimate Spider-Man. I think I got on pretty early and read that for a hundred issues, and I was I, I loved it. Yeah, I I believe I know I've talked about this before. I don't know what version of this podcast or what we talked about but bendis to me he felt like my guy like when i started reading comics all the creators were 40 50 year old men they weren't of my generation and they were already like superstars i discovered bendis in college he was from cleveland he went to mid ohio con every year like he was a familiar face you saw around the show and like i watched him blow up when he, you know, he was doing, you said Jenks and Goldfish, these black and white books that he also drew. And then he started work on Spawn. He did the Salmon Twitch series. He did Hell Spawn. That got him noticed by, you know, Wizard Magazine started talking about him. And then he goes to Marvel and Ultimate Spider-Man just, you know, explodes his career. Maybe saved Marvel at that point because the early 2000s were still coming off the crappy 90s plummet. And Ultimate Spider-Man was such a big hit. Spawned a whole universe of Ultimate books. And they basically just gave him the keys to the kingdom and let him do whatever he wanted from them on, then on out. So I've always had Bendis, love him or hate him, I've I've taken like ownership of him. Like I, I love this guy. I was there from the beginning and I watched his career grow. So I will never criticize him. I don't love all his work, but he is one of those creators that I'll check out anything he writes just because I, I feel that personal uh-huh. connection with him, right or wrong for whatever reason. Well, he did all my favorite, my favorite runs just being a part of the, you know, disassembling the Avengers and starting new Avengers and Secret Invasion, all that. That was just an amazing run to me, so. 
Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited. So everyone's kind of wondering how, how this happened or why this happened. Cause you know, you know, people talk, oh, well, when he gets older, he'll probably, he, I'm sure he's got some Batman stories he wants to tell, but just, it seemed to just come out of nowhere. And like I said, he's already, he's writing a quarter of Marvel's books right now. So the rumor mongers at Bleeding Cool kind of wrote a, here's what we think happened. So big grain of salt. This is all from Bleeding Cool. Take it however you want to. But, uh, the thought was, it was already kind of started. He wrote Civil War 2, which, you know, wasn't, nope. there wasn't a very good reception. Uh, he kind of deliberately stayed away from Secret Empire. He had nothing to do with that, and none of his books crossed over with it. And, uh, then, uh, he was involved, the, the creative committee, they made a big deal about that when the, these movies started blowing up. They had a panel of comic book guys. Who they would go to, you know, he would help flesh out, do some ghostwriting on the Iron Man script or whatever they were working on to help. Oh, maybe you should throw in this little cameo or like they had comic guys helping out. So when the whole deal with Perlmutter and Perlmutter, Perlmutter, Kevin Feige blew up and those guys didn't, the comic people didn't report to the Hollywood people anymore. He's kind of out on the movie side. Um, then comes the New York Comic Con this year. There's the Writers Summit when David Gabriel blamed diversity for the lack of sales. Right. Bendis took pretty good exception to that and had a big disagreement with him apparently at this summit. And there were these behind the scenes rumors they were going to give the Spider-Man title back to Peter Parker next year. And then move Miles over to his own book called Miles Morales, colon, Spider-Man. And Bendis thought, I've been fighting for years to make this Spider-Man. He, Miles yeah. is Spider-Man. He's not Miles, another Spider-Man. So he thought he you know, he's fighting this other battle again that he thought he'd already won with this guy. So, and again, most of his friends, all the Matt Fractions of the world and Jonathan Hickmans of the world, they've already left Marvel a long time ago. They're all working at Image. So he doesn't have a ton of friends there. His sale, the books he's writing aren't selling as well as they used to. He's not involved with all this big stuff. So that is the armchair psychologist version of what may have happened. So if DC offered him anything like, hey, come work with Jeff Johns and help, help us develop the film on the side. Or you can be part of, because it says uh, multifaceted. multifaceted yeah. So that has to imply he's involved in more than just writing Justice League or whatever it is. So that's the idea. The only real negative is DC doesn't have a creator-owned imprint. They have Vertigo and some different imprints, but it's all DC still owns it. Whereas Marvel created the Icon brand basically for Bendis. So he didn't have to keep doing image books and he would create her own Powers, Scarlet, Takeo, Brilliant, and the United States of Murder. He has all these other Indie books that are creator owned and they're printed through Marvel, but the they're all mature readers. There's the Icon imprint, so DC doesn't have anything like that, which isn't, isn't to say they couldn't create something. But I can't imagine going back to like the Vertigo model, where he would give up rights to something he already has. So no one knows what his deal might be, or if he could like go back to Image, you know, because Power started at Image, so. It's a DC exclusive, but a lot of people have those deals. You can do two image books a year or something like that, even though they're exclusive. So we don't know. 
the only small hint we got this morning, breaking news, uh, all the Icon books were pulled off of Comixology and Kindle. So you can't get Powers or Scarlet anymore through Comixology. Huh. So that's a pretty big first shoe to drop for what whatever his his future is. But I said I'm looking forward. I I, I haven't there hasn't been a Bendis book I have absolutely loved recently, except for Defenders has been very very good recently. The the basically the Marvel Netflix show has Daredevil and Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, Luke and Danny. So that's been very solid, but I, I just think this could really revitalize him, and he could come up with something really exciting, hopefully, for DC. So when that Bendis Green Arrow book drops, oh, this is good. I mean, yeah, you're you gonna see the me words buy, out of my mouth. Buying yeah. some DC books, I want to. When that when that stuff says, hits, I'm gonna read all of his stuff because I want. I think this is gonna be like, yeah, his stuff isn't selling right now, and you've said it a million times. If it's good, it will, and I, I'm guessing it hasn't been just amazing, you know, like he used to be, but I think he's gotta have some Superman and Batman stories in there somewhere, and he's gonna, I can't imagine that he isn't just taking over everything. That's how he does it. <laughs> he, he comes in and he is but in charge of everything. DC has put a lot of pressure or, uh, influence on bringing in big name artists. You've got Greg Capullo, Jim Lee, uh, they brought uh, John Romita Jr. over from Marvel. So, like, they've been stocking, st- you know, stacking the deck with these high-quality guys. And Marvel, not so much. They've been bringing in people from outside, you know, movie, people from Hollywood or novelists or young adult writers. So they haven't been worried about the superstar. They've been selling via characters. You love this character. They- they're not so worried about the creators lately. Whereas DC has really reinvested in the creative side of things. So... I, I'm excited. I said, if he, if he could do a Green Arrow run, like say, on the mm-hmm. style of Daredevil, yeah. or do a great crime noir Batman story, like, I can just see him really sinking his teeth into that stuff and making some great comics. Okay, what I want to know. Call it now that, when, when does the first issue of something Bendis hit from DC? I can't even guess. I said he's in the middle of story arcs, so I, I don't know when he could end or what. You have to guess. That was the whole question. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking you understand my question. It's <laughs> uh, free comic book day 2018. We'll have a Bendis, really? We'll have a Bendis wow. sneak peek. That's early. That's very soon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. The sooner the better. Uh, you know. Michael's not nearly as excited as I thought he'd be about it. I'm going to say first of the year you'll see something Bendis related. What? You're yep. crazy. You watch. There'll be something. Is there somebody from DC you'd like to see revitalized, Michael? Because he, you know, he brought from Luke Cage. Bendis's point of view. He brought Luke Cage to the forefront and made him a household name, and several other kind of characters. I'd he like created to see him. Jessica Jones. I mean, right, he right. he did that Daredevil. He did that whole Defenders thing. I actually know? would like to see his point of view of the Flash. I don't. I have not liked the Flash. That's a character from, from Obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah. I mean, I haven't. From since Rebirth, I haven't been a fan of their version of the Flash or what they did. Can you with imagine them? Cliff A. The first book <laughs> that Bendis does is Booster Gold. Yep. Booster Gold. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd like to see DC bring back some of that more obscure stuff that I used to like. You know, the Shadow Pact or some of the you know Detective Chimp. Some of those characters to come back. You know, he's I just going to be it. in a room whipping people into a frenzy like. This is what we're doing. We're yeah. we're changing it. Think like me. Because you know. you're you're talking about that nor type of feel. Nor. 
Martian Manhunter. Like, just, like, from the the New Frontier, like, his take on taking Ooh, yeah. that type of Martian Manhunter, like, I could totally see it. He was, a, like, a detective. Yeah. Because he, he, his secret identity was, like, um, he was a detective on the police force. I could see that. See, he can't do all of these. That's kind of, I, Yes, yeah. he can. I, 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 well, I originally <laughs> thought he is going to do everything, but then... That's my guess. They're going to start him on a marquee title, yeah. Justice League Batman, one of the iconic things. Right. And splash it everywhere. It's Bendis. And then they're going to be like, okay, now what do you want to do? Who yeah. do you want to bring in? Like, they'll... Yeah, I don't think they'll start him on a Detective Chimp miniseries or whatever. <laughs> Cliff. As much as I'd like to see him. <laughs> yeah. Comic Book Day 2018. <laughs> De- but Detective even, you know... Uh, a new Hawk and Dove series. Or, or even, like, you know, Batwoman. Stuff like that, you know. I'm in. I want to be all DC fanboy here. I, I saw one thing that was like a rumor. Somebody said, well, maybe it's because DC was going to let him draw some comics and that. Because apparently it's famously, Joe, Joe Casada said, I heard you as a writer. You're not drawing anything. Like his, his art was good. It was fine. But like maybe he's been itching to draw for so long. I was like, I don't think I'd buy that at all. But <laughs> that would be cool if he's like, I'm drawing Justice League now. <laughs> Jeez. All right. We did it. Yeah. You have more comic yeah. things? Couple. Do it. Yeah. it. We're doing comics, man. And it back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <sorry>. Clap. <laughs> uh, we have a delay with metal, guys. DC guys. What? what? No. <sighs> They've slowed the release Freaking schedule DC. down a little bit. And all those books, the New Age of Heroes books, Damage, Silencer... Immortal Men, Terrifics, and Sideways. They've had to push those back till 2018. Actually, I'm okay with that. Okay. The only one that sounded, actually, not a whole lot of them sounded that great. Yeah, I, the, I've already ordered them through the catalog, and I didn't order a ton, because, except for the Immortal Men has Jim Lee on the art, which is a yeah. good selling point, but the rest just didn't seem... The Mortal Men sounded kind of interesting. But, but they, they haven't really shown up very much in metal yet. They haven't, people aren't, they don't know who they are yet. And I think the, the DC press release said something about, we're going to give retailers a full PDF of the issue and give them time to adjust their order. So, like, I think they maybe got the orders back. And we're like, oh, nobody's yeah. <laughs> nobody's real excited about this. So, And I said uh, they're going to stagger them through January and February because the metal issues where these characters are introduced have been delayed because of lateness. So they're going to wait and delay those. So Jim Lee's uh, The Mortal Men won't come out until March which is actually six months after it was originally scheduled. So standard That's, Jim Lee art yeah. uh, art schedule there for doing a book. Is the issue, the Green Lantern issue, um, Hal Jordan versus the Dawnbreaker out yet? Yes. Okay. Into a second printing already. Wow. Yeah. And one more Jim Lee DC news piece. The Publishers Weekly was doing a podcast interview with Dan Didio and Jim Lee just talking about DC and some of their upcoming plans. And he dropped a little nugget. The DC Superhero Girls, the first volume of that trade paperback, has sold over 100,000 copies. Wow. Which is making it one of their biggest successes of the year. Um, now, Superhero Girls, is that the, like the young Batgirl? Yeah, girl, the, right. Uh, they've done, they're they're in school. Yeah. 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 They've yeah. done the toys, the animated shorts, the all kind of stuff, clothing line and everything. So, yeah, Jim, C, I, Jim said... I think that's one of the reasons we feel so confident moving into this space or our plans of moving into this space. 
The girls have been so consistent as a great bestseller for us. Uh, it's actually been one of the most successful elements of that entire program. So basically talking about doing either more or a whole line of younger audience books. Because this is proven there's an audience out there who wants these wholesome all-ages books. So they've seen huge success with it. So hopefully we're going to get some more along those lines. Just like Archie and Riverdale. Wholesome as could be. Oh, okay. <laughs> so your girls are into the superhero oh, yeah, girls, right? Yeah. yeah, they're all about it. Excellent. Which you know that's kind of nice to see, though. Bringing the toys back, they're selling again. Mm. It feels like it's been forever. You know, it's just kids buy. They want iPads and video games and stuff like that. So, and we had a big launch this week. El Capitan. Yeah. Did you get a chance to read it? Nope. Oh. But I got. Uh, what, that cover was awesome. That's a lenticular cover. I, I hooked Seth up with a lenticular cover. <laughs> yeah, like how many, Don't the, tell how many of those did you get? 50, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went up there to get it and he's like, I got this special cover. And I, I had laid it on the table and a friend of mine came over and I was like, that is a cool cover. I was like, I know, I've been looking at it for the last 24 hours. He was hypnotized by the lenticular. Tomorrow I'm just sitting around reading, catching uh, up on comics. I was hoping to get your opinion because oh, I really liked it. So oh man, now hopefully I'm excited. It's the, it's is the, this the new Captain America number this one? Is Mark Wade, Mark Wade. No, number 695. Oh, sorry, yes. Renumbered Marvel Legacy Edition with art by Chris Samney, which my goodness, I love that guy's art. Oh, man, I'm so reading that when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> You you can open the cover like it's, it's, well, it's actually, even cooler well, I was inside. Flipping through, you also sold me two omnibuses, oh, right. <laughs> and I was flipping through those. You've got about fourteen thousand pages. I have of a lot to read. Is that of Captain America also? Mm-hmm. Okay. Omnibuy. Yes. I, uh. <laughs> so yeah, I, his start his his art is super simple and super clean, but it's so dynamic. Like the action just. Flows so beautifully, and he, his run on Daredevil, I love. He's done some great Spider-Man issues, so he is very quickly becoming one of my favorite artists. So, cool. Does anybody have anything to say about streaming? Well, you? I was curious because you weren't. I don't think you were on the last episode for Stranger Things too. I, I was. What, what's your? What, what was your opinion on that one? I love you, Jared. Because <laughs> right. nobody else was coming. Oh my god. Had to do it. I I don't know what you guys have said about Stranger Things too, but you don't listen to the show. <laughs> I haven't had time to. It's on my to do list. It's but that's cute. I loved it. Like see, season one had a part where it kind of like slowed down, and there was a lull, like where the pacing wasn't that great. Where I felt like season two was like a home run from start A to the very end. Like, I don't think it ever slowed. It kept the pacing full steam ahead and it ramped up and it had a great payoff. I don't know how, like, I feel like they set a few things up for season three, but I don't know where they would take it from here. It's basically the opposite of everything we said. Probably. (laughs) No. Uh, what about episode seven? You'll yeah. have to remind me when they go to Chicago. That was L goes to Chicago. Mohawkins. I, I know which, <laughs> which episode. I was indifferent to the episode where I okay. I felt like it gave an evolution to Eleven to see 
like, I understood it because it evolved her character. Like, she saw what was actually out there in the world. It wasn't a bad idea story-wise as far as, like you're saying, developing her. It was just too bad they had to throw a bad X-Men show in the middle of it. I feel like if anyone in this room, you would enjoy that the most. Like, a team of Mm -hmm. these people who have been in this lab. It kind of reminded me of the 80s show, what was it, uh, Misfits of Science or something? (laughs) If anyone remembers that. Yeah. It had that kind of throwback feel to it of... There's other people out there like her, mm-hmm. and because I mean that right there opened it up. She was 11. Like I, we just assumed up to that point that the other 10 subjects were dead, but now you see, well, there's eight. Like how many has there been? How many will there be? So I could see where it it opens up the possibility to evolve the show, which I hope they don't because. They might run into like Walking Dead. We all love Walking Dead when it first came out. Great. And then now, well, you know, it's, it's had its ups and downs. But Stranger Things is an awesome show. I love everything about season two and I'm afraid it might get too popular and not be as good. It can't get any more popular. Yeah. yeah season yeah. one was hugely popular. Yeah. I, I think they did what they needed to do. We've, we've yeah. talked the heck out of it, but it was a success. And where are you? Forward to the next one. Where are you on the horribleness of Nancy, Steve, and New Steve? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I was gonna say, I don't want to go rehash the whole thing, but like, I, Billy was awesome. I, I you, you guys are way off base. Team Billy. I have Team Billy all the way. <laughs> Team Best Billy. new character. <laughs> oh, you're talking about oh the my red, gosh. the morphine. The, New Steve. New Steve. <laughs> Red, Red, the Red Ranger. Ranger. The Morphin Red Ranger. Oh, yeah. That scene with yeah. him and the mom, loved it. It was great. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what, what does it take to I feel people. like you, Y'all need to check your morals. Like you want to be New Steve. You're like, well, like I wish I had the That's basically what our older brother Justin and sometimes friend of the show look like in high school. Like, blonde mullet, like, not quite a mustache. So I, like, I dug that part. No, he was not quite. He's he had a, a citation. He's a rundown kid. Citation. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean. Now I'm picturing that. Yeah. But like. Citation and mullet. I just love, you know, I just love the fact, like, you know. The whole show is about, you know, kids fighting monsters, but like, this guy's, you know, he doesn't have to be supernatural. He's just a sociopath, right. and he's a terrible person. And yeah, you know, he never it. got pulled into the crazy. Yeah, like, we got a little depth of why he's a terrible person. That, I love that, and I just, I, I'm sorry, every I scene, just, every scene he was in, he was so dynamic, like, you're just like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. Like, you spent the whole season like, what is this guy? Yeah. And I, you got to the end, you're like, oh, he's just, all he, all but like he, that's fine. Yeah. I loved it. I loved all he it. remembers about episode seven is that new Steve was not in there. <laughs> I have yeah, never seen <laughs> someone drink beer, smoke cigarettes, and work out at the same time. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. And why were they even playing basketball? What was what? What was? Uh, it was amazing. Was this, yeah, is he like going out for the team? Because it looked no. very structured. I actually thought he was a secret agent at first. Like I thought he <laughs> was what, Like 21 I, Jumpsters. I, I gotta tell you, I, I am totally on board with you. When they, I said this when we were talking about... immediately got his chest popped out. When, oh, when yeah. they start, started talking and she's not his sister. Yeah. But, and, and there's something going yeah, on. They, I didn't I, know it was just going to be a I broken home. I thought they were both plans. Yeah. 
But I like that. I like that, like, you're like, well, what, you think something mysterious is going on, but it's like, oh, no, okay, he's, he's just, just a, a jerk, because <laughs> his dad's a jerk. But like, but to me, it's like, oh, there are, there, it's not, not everything has to be a monster from another right. dimension. It's like, oh, there are all types of jerk, monsters. and kids yeah. have to deal with this guy, too. Just like, like, it was just like it. Like, all the people, you know, yeah, there were monsters, but there's also, some of the people are just monsters. Yeah. In a review, I saw someone refer to Billy as like a Stephen King villain. Yeah. They said he is just a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. Like that eighties bully, like uh Stand by Me, you know, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Like he has no redeeming quality, he has no story arc, he's just evil. Yeah. And I yeah. like the evolution of Steve, like old Steve, like his evolution. Yeah, I like old Steve too. I don't oh, know why. Oh, oh, you guys if you so thought off his face. love for Billy was bad, just oh. wait but let him rap poetic they about have just, Steve. He has just sucked you into his oh, totally. hole of awfulness. Totally. But like I again it's like Dude. Steve was kind of a jerk and like he had an arc, like, he had to fight monsters, and that changes a person, so now he's trying to be a better person, like, that's a character arc, I don't know what you got against Steve. <laughs> he got beat to bloody pulp, and he still took care of the kids. Yeah. He got beat up, and he deserved every punch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, Nancy, I'm not really going to defend you, but I, I know you don't like Nancy. Nancy needs to eat I did something. see there was a fan theory, I don't know if you guys saw this, I don't, you know, these are usually pretty stupid, but I like this one just because I'm such a Billy fan. Yeah. Okay, if you remember like the last episode he's beating Steve up right and so what's Max do she hits him with the syringe right. to take him out yeah. so what was that syringe that was what they were using on Will to put him to sleep yeah when he had the smoke monster in him mm-hmm. so he's now infected with the smoke oh my oh, gosh that Billy. is deep Billy <laughs> Billy the smoke yeah. monster although I did tell Jordan my I had a whole plan for season three was it was they're oh. in the middle of a basketball game. Okay, there's like a scrum for a loose ball. All of a sudden, you hear some growling. He emerges as the smoke monster, Team Wolf style. Yeah, goes throws down a monster jam. People were like, "Boom, here it is." Which I'm pretty sure Team Wolf came out in '85 too. I haven't looked this up yet, but that's Air, my whole Air Billy. Yeah, they're doing. They're gonna do a Team Wolf as Billy as like the smoke monster basketball star, and I will be he puts all on about some it. shades, kisses yeah. the girl on board. <laughs> Wow. That was great. That was worth the whole thing. <laughs> Don't hold this stuff back. You're going to be able to read all these comments. We like the new guy. See, here, here I thought it was he wanted to hear what I like thought. Well, and, like, the whole time he's like, I'm dying to say know. something. I did want to complain about your treatment of Billy. That was great. Okay. A few other streaming things. <laughs> And, uh, Punisher's coming out this, this Finally. week. Finally. Same day as Justice League, I was informed by a friend of the show, Bucky, and he's torn by which one to watch. How yeah, about seriously? Both? Yeah. I figure I'm probably going to find time for both of them. <laughs> when well, does, you're not Bucky. You don't have the... What What day is this that they both drop? Next Friday. Friday. Next Friday. Potentially this Friday. <laughs> Potentially last Friday. <laughs> As of this taping, three Fridays. Um, uh, Amazon Prime did make an eight-episode order for the boys. Garth Ennis series again. It's the team you, Seth Rogen and. Have Evan you guys Goldberg mentioned and, anything about New Warriors? Yeah, we said we saw the trailer. Is that the horror movie, or am I thinking yeah. something else? That's New Mutants. Oh, yeah. New Mutants. I'm yeah. sorry. No, what New, was New Warriors? New Warriors was a uh, Squirrel Girl. Yeah, oh, it okay. was there. That was it's... all supposed to be on Freeform, right? 
they canceled it. Oh, they they shot really? a. I think they shot a full pilot, and they said nope. They hmm. killed it. I well, actually, the article I read made it sound like they liked it so much they wanted to bump it up somewhere bigger than Freeform. Oh, really? So they thought it was quality enough that burying it somewhere on Freeform was a bad Those idea. are two very opposite <laughs> ideas. <laughs> well, I'm not, with Jordan well, I'm not entirely sure. So it's a Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's uh, right now. Yeah. It either <laughs> exists or does not <laughs> exist. <laughs> when is um, Cloak and Dagger coming out? It's done filming, I know. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I saw something about it a week or two ago, but just basically something like it's ready. But Next I don't know season. when it starts. I, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff coming out next month um cbs all access we were talking about basically all they have is that star trek thing now they are going to have a twilight zone series they're going to start a new twilight zone hmm. it's got executive producer jordan peele so that's interesting wow. he had yeah. the big get out get out this year that was kevin peele Kevin, Kevin Peele. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of all access, I have some sad news. Uh oh. <sighs> oh, please play it up. I feel like we've been doing this for three hours now, and he's finally just That's waking up. It. Yeah, yeah. The second one, he's getting it. I have a confession to make. It's always got to be a thing. I like Young Sheldon. Oh my gosh. I do. I like it. I hate the Big Bang Theory. There's no reason why I should like this show, but I do. He also likes Nancy, Steven, <laughs> New Steve. You need to think about what you've done. <laughs> I didn't even know this show even had come out yet. Netflix, Mark Miller. It's called... The Magic Order, what do you know about that? Nothing. Nothing. They announced this was, you know, he's sold his stuff to Netflix and was going to make shows and, is this a, I feel like I read this was a comic and a show. Uh, I'm sure it is. He, yeah, he, he always sells the movie rights before the comics ever come out, so. <laughs> that's a way to do it. <laughs> anyway, that's the Netflix thing, The Magic Order. Whether it's some sort of crime thing with magic, I don't know what how original it is, but it'll probably be something. Uh, that's pretty much all I got. What else? It's all streaming to you. What? A... Okay. So dramatic. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else. Just you just you're but you're caught up on Young Sheldon. We know that. Yeah. Did you watch Amy Sedaris this week? I did not. Oh, did you see the video I posted? I saw that you posted a video. Knock, knock. Now, I'm saying knock, knock, but I didn't actually knock because I just had my knuckles done. Amy Lou, would you be a good neighbor and let me store Reginald, my late Shih Tzu, in your ice box? Oh, now I have to keep him fresh before I get him freeze-dried as a surprise for Leslie. Now, I'd keep him at my house, but I don't want to. I don't want to! Patty, I'm glad you dropped by. I want to get your opinion on something. Before you say another word, Amy, I have a suggestion for you. Spicy papitas! Spicy papitas! They're like pumpkin seeds, but only larger, kind of bloated. What you do is you smother them with a little cayenne pepper, brown sugar, and butter. Not Oreo like I know you like to use, but butter. Okay, well, I wanted to get your opinion on my budget dinner. Budget? What's a budget? Budget, you know, when you want to save money. Spicy papitas! <laughs> I saw, I, I got the reference. I got the reference. I laughed so hard when she broke out the papitas. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was funny because right before you posted the, that video, I saw the same one on my, it popped up on my Facebook feed. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Where is this coming from? Uh, I think so she's good. a listener of the podcast. I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna be home cooking tomorrow at Reading Comic Books. I will Excellent. be watching Home, what is it? At Home with at Amy, home with Amy Sedaris. Yeah. The last episode cracked me up with, she did the safety video for the craft room. <laughs> and all the accidents you can get into. Did you see that one? No. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's all the deadly things that can happen to you when you're crafting. <laughs> of all, you yeah, the sharp blades and the, you know, the paper cuts and the snakes. <laughs> it's like, when you walk in this room, just expect to die. <laughs> She's, she, her delivery is so good, so. I think that's what they told Juggy when he went through the, uh, initiation. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. See, when we don't talk about Riverdale, we're just all over the place. Oh, we yeah, need yeah. that to ground us. Yeah, that's to, true. To maybe anchor us down a little bit because we just go willy nilly <laughs> when there's no jingle jangle. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got any hashtags uh, while we're at it? I have three. Anybody else have any? I, I got play. two. Okay, what are yours? Um, I've got hashtag Watiti all over it. And hashtag robot chicken. Oh, robot chicken's pretty good. I'm a, I kind of like willy nilly jingle jangle, but I had, uh, vote daughter, uh, morph away, and air Billy. So what are we going with? I think Billy was the highlight of this episode. Yeah, it really was. So let's go with air Billy. Sign us out, Sheldon. I am the Mighty Marvin Red Ranger. <laughs> I am Jordan Lou. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. There's Jared. Bye right. forever. <laughs> Never let him say goodbye. He doesn't want to. <laughs> just he just waved. Like, I just waved. waved. <laughs> he, he gets a little... Did I get picked up? I don't know. He's like, a little backwards about that. It's like, don't put me on the spot. I want to just freak out. <laughs> Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.